This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Wherever you're listening in, appreciate you being with us. Maybe you're checking us out through AMI.ca. You can listen to a stream of the program right from there and listen to AMI-audio. Also, folks, tune in radio or the Radio Player Canada app. A couple of great apps in which to enjoy. Just download them to your smart device, do a search for AMI-audio, and away you go. Ramya Muth and Kelly McDonald, we are the hosts of the program, settling back in as we work your way through Wednesday right here. We're here weekdays from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern, live and heard again on AMI-audio at 10 p.m. Eastern and 6 a.m. in the morning. It's time to bring on Greg David to talk a little bit about television. He is, of course, our uh, marketing and communication specialist over here at AMI. I'm Greg David, and I love television, reality shows, dramas, sitcoms, and documentaries. I watch them all. I'm excited to share my passion for the television industry with you in front of and behind the cameras as it changes and evolves. Change your title enough, don't I? Communication <laughs> specialist and expert in the house, folks. Welcome back, Greg. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I just, I'm never going to correct you because one of these days you're going to say president and CEO, and that'll be great. Yeah, we'll just hear poor David up there. Well, wait, as he's yeah. tossed out of the office there. Sir, um, the new television season is here. Not to send people away from our programming, please, folks. Um, we really do uh, year round see new and, and, of course, returning shows. But. Mm. September, wow, it traditionally is when the normal, regular TV stations out there roll out their shows, the networks and so on. Uh, There's a lot coming our way in the next two weeks, Greg, so we better get into it here. Uh, Let's talk first about uh, Deadman's Curse, which debuts this Sunday on the History Channel. Yeah, and this is something where I watch a lot of screeners for shows, and I pitched a lot of coverage, and I've been a fan of... A hidden treasure shows back when I was reading a magazine, a kids' magazine called Children's Digest, which was the kids' mm. version of Reader's Digest. Right. And that's how I found out about the Curse of Oak Island, which is this island um, off the coast of Nova Scotia that apparently has pirate's gold um, hidden uh, underneath it. But uh, so when Dead Man's Her- Curse was sent into my email box, I was excited about this because it's following uh, a quartet of folks who are determined to find gold in mm-hmm. Pit Lake, B.C. And the first episode, which, like you said, Kelly, kicks off on Sunday on History Channel, uh, it's the first episode of eight episodes, and it introduces us to prospector Crew Williams, Mountaineer Adam Palmer, Indigenous explorer Taylor Starr, and her father, Don. And they tell the story of Slumac's lost gold mine. And Slumac was an elderly Katsi First Nations man who died on the gallows in New Westminster in January of 1891. And before he died, he said, when I die, the location of the mine dies. And so this gold mine that he apparently found, um, the location of it was supposed to have been have died with him. Right. But then in 1901, a man named Walter Jackson discovered the mine. He hmm. dug up so much gold that he couldn't carry it all. And so he buried it, buried it under a rock that he said was shaped like a tent. 
he, he uh, this guy, Walter Jackson, passed away when he returned home, but not before writing a letter to a friend with clues to spot to the spot where he buried the gold. And so this first episode is all about the backstory of Slumac and of Walter Jackson and the of looking for the original map and then this group of four going out and trying to find the gold. And I watch a lot of these shows and a lot of them are all kind of story but no substance. They never find anything. But I'm convinced that by the end of the eighth episode of this show, they're going to find something because in the first episode, they already find the map, mm. an original copy of the map. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I, I'm into this type of thing. Ramya, yeah. you, Kelly, you sound a little bit like you're not into it. Are you into well, it, Kel? I, I like this kind of thing, but what I would like to see with this, and maybe it's the Gold Rush fan the western kind of fan i, I would mm-hmm. actually like to see a, a story i'd like to see it roll out almost like a mini series as opposed to and again a, a lot of stuff on history channel you have people playing and a narrator telling you and Romeo and and and, and jeff went out and bought shovels they sat down with matt <laughs> yeah. and looked over the paperwork for yeah. this ma- i i kind of want us like actors Um, And again, I know that's budget that, you know, we get talking about this. I love that it's, of course, a Canadian story and being a fan of so many of those old gold rush stories and challenge of the Yukon kind of thing with Sergeant Preston and Yukon King, you Mm -hmm. you know, it it, it excites me. So I think also for those out there who can see enough, oh, the visuals would be beautiful. Yeah, the visuals would be beautiful. But I kind of want to go back to what you said about, you know, all story, no substance. And I'm curious about that aspect because... Isn't that kind of what makes good television? Not not that particular thing, but, you know, what hooks you in regardless of whether they find the gold or not. Um, you're you're hoping that they do and, and trying to plug in all the, the details and pieces of the puzzle. But that's the the story is what grabs you, right? Like if we knew ahead of time if they found the gold or not, does that make you want to sit for a series for eight episodes? I don't know. Maybe um, yeah, someone it, who's into it already. I think it hurts when you get... We have so much reality TV Mm. and the way Mm. we try to budget and deal with things that way. I don't mind waiting to the climax and finding out, oh, either way, okay, there isn't or there is or it was found and everybody's filthy rich. But it's that journey. It's the way you tell the story that really Mm -hmm. matters to me. Yeah, you're so right about that. And The Curse of Oak Island is another show on the History Channel, and it's been going on for six or seven seasons, and they still have not found the gold <laughs> that was apparently put under. And I stopped watching after the third season because oh I became gosh. frustrated yeah. because they never found anything. And now I know people that are hate watching it. Yep. They're watching it now because they've been so invested for so long in it that they're going to watch it to the end. But these guys haven't found anything in, in six or seven seasons now. Mm-hmm. But there's something (laughs) keeping them dedicated. I'm telling you, it's genius. Um, But we're going to keep going because CBC has a huge uh, week of programming next week. Can you give us the highlights on that? Yeah, and you know, I'm going to go through a bunch of dates and a bunch of shows with a little bit of uh, you know description about each of them. So if there is anything that the two of you want to talk about, just stop me while I'm talking, okay. and and we can we can break them down a little bit more. But it all kicks off on Monday, September the 12th. When Family Feud Canada returns um, with Jerry D as the host and Canadian families going uh, going head to head and some CBC shows, the casts of shows are going head to head as well. Uh, in the case of the Canadian families, they're trying to win money. And in the ca- in the case of the Canadian television show cast, they're doing it for charity. Um, uh, look for Brock fa- Richardson in the front row. This Literally. is his big thing. He'll be oh, there. Yeah. Does he love that show? Oh, my he goodness. He goes for the tapings all the time. I think he, went, he? I think mm-hmm. he went to 32. Yeah, what? it's a big number. 
He's a That's huge great. fan. That's great to hear. And and that just shows you that and, and thankfully the uh, and, and good on CBC that the uh, the st- sound stages f- are fully accessible yeah. as well for uh, for Brock's power wheelchair. Um, uh, right after Family Feud Canada, it is season 16. That's one six of Murdoch Mysteries. What year is this was, now, Greg? Well, Do this we is know, season six. Oh, yeah. Um, be eight, 19 because the fire happened, hasn't it? Right. So, yeah. Didn't it? So I think it yes, must be 1908 right. or so. I or, think you're right. Yeah, and the thing is, as they get closer, the first world war is going to it could very well be you know written into the storyline. So we'll have to see. Uh, the season fifteen finale had a cliffhanger ending where George Crabtree was at the altar with his betrothed. They were about to get married, and then somebody interrupted the wedding. And mm-hmm. uh, yes, so if you want to find out who that was, tune in on Monday, September the twelfth. Tuesday, September the 13th, this hour has 22 minutes, returns the sketch comedy series that's filmed out in Halifax, and that's followed by Comedy Night with Rick Mercer. And guys, we talked about this show um, back a few months ago where we were trying to figure out what this program was going to be all about. Mm -hmm. I've seen the first episode, and it is a mix of stand-up comedy. Um, Rick Mercer went across the country to different theaters where he did some stand-up, and then he would welcome two or three stand-up comedians on stage who would do their a few minutes of, of their own stand-up set and Locals, then he would sit yeah uh, not necessarily they no. were from across the country um so it really just depended on who happened to be on the tour with him at the time mm-hmm. and uh, after doing some stand-up then they would sit down with rick and do uh, one-on-one interviews so very much like a late night program i could see this becoming a late night program if you swapped out some of the comedians for some actors and actresses um that are coming in and out of canada but yeah really interesting uh and i think it's going to be a rating success for cbc because it's rick mercer and people uh uh, you know people that tune into cbc love rick mercer is it kind of like that old mike bullard show that was on for a while that late at night you think that kind of what it might evolve into yeah, do I do that? think so. Yeah, I do. I do remember that show, and that was more of a traditional, you know, kind of late night talk show. I right. think if they go with this formula, where Rick is sitting in a chair and a comedian or guest is sitting in a chair, kind of like what James Corden does, mm-hmm. and not having a desk, I think that that might be more successful. Okay, uh, so after Comedy Night with Rick Mercer, uh, Strays, which is a sitcom, returns for its second season. That was a spinoff of Kim's Convenience. They did fairly well in their ratings, so it's back for its second season. Wednesday, September the 14th, is Summit 72, and this is a four-part documentary that tells the story of the legendary 1972 Canada-USSR Summit series of hockey. Kelly, this is the 50th anniversary of that uh, of that series, your thoughts? I, I love the idea of it because people should get to see it. I mean, if people can handle that old footage, and I know it's been shown. Uh, I've watched, you know, some of it when when the NHL channel or any of those things have had stuff like that. Uh, you know, at a slow time at Christmas or whatever, and they rerun it. But I think the look of it, the featuring the players, where they're from, because I always once in a while I hear something on the news that uh, some former player who was in the Summit series, guys who never really went on to do anything else, but happened to be in in that series. So. I think it's a great thing, especially now. I like that it's four parts. Um, yeah. You know, I, I believe going off the top of my head, it's not a series I know that much about. Eight games, and it was really something else and a lot of things that will surprise people. So, nice. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, two more shows that I want to mention about CBC. Thursday, September the 15th is the return of Dragon's Den. And then on Friday, September the 16th, The Passionate Eye, which is uh, the documentary uh, series, is going to be back on CBC. So a lot going on at CBC in the next seven days. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Well, we better cover off AMI because yeah. we've got a couple of minutes left here, Greg. Let's see what we've got. Sure. So a new season of Double Tap TV. It returns next Tuesday, September the 13th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Stephen Scott and Marco Flalo are once again going to be helping viewers better understand how technology can assist in everyday life. And some upcoming episodes include uh, uh, reviewing Microsoft's new inclusive tech lab and getting a virtual tour of that. Uh, so it's a tour, not a review. Then the next episode is a review of keyboards and how they come in all shapes and sizes. And Stephen and Mark are going to review some of the latest keyboards to be released. Oh, nice. We're always on the search for the ideal keyboard, trust me. So how about the new AMI-TV series, Healthy at Home? Yeah, that kicks off next Wednesday, September the 14th at 8 p.m. Eastern. And this is hosted by fitness instructor Bobby Jansen. And she's going to guide viewers through a home workout that tones and strengthens for everyday living. Uh, Bobby is a wife, mother, and a grandmother. And she's got some tattoos as well. She's very, very cool. She's also a member of the partially sighted community. She was born with a congenital degenerative disease that has resulted in very low vision. Uh, But uh, undeterred by that, she trained to be a fitness instructor. And so she's going to do that on healthy at home and she's going to focus not only on just a certain you know overall body health and core strength and that type of thing but she's also going to do some in some episodes some specific uh workouts when it comes to uh if you're a white cane user or a guide dog handle a guide dog handler uh working on the forearms and wrists which is very important nice very nice and and it's so wonderful when we have the folks on here that have the experience whether it's the double tap gang um you know uh we're talking health and fitness in this case Mm -hmm. with it's really wonderful and i think uh it lends so much credibility folks to these these programs and you get to know these people and you see why thanks greg thank you Greg David, of course, joins us on the program, and you can uh, visit with him when he's with us every other Wednesday to talk all things TV here on Kelly and Company. Rami and I are going to take a quick break, and coming up next, Ryan Delahanty today is with us. He's back, and he's going to be featuring this year's Over the Edge CNIB fundraiser taking place in Halifax, Nova Scotia. He's with us momentarily. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.